Hello and welcome to the show. I am Jason. And I'm Gina. And this week we really need to talk about three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Ugh. So normally when we uh, intro a film, we go over a little bit of a plot synopsis, give you a little taste of what the film is about, maybe some uh, nice little background deets, but uh, we're not going to do that this time because um, A, everybody else is already talking about this film um, ad nauseum, and B, uh, the entire film can be summarized by looking at its poster. Um, it is about three billboards outside of Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that was actually one of the really frustrating things about watching this film from the start was that you're like you know what it's about and you're just waiting for the billboards like yeah. the entire opening credits you're like come on where are the billboards and they show where up really, the billboards? they show up immediately as well but so. it's still too late somehow yeah. <laughs> you're like the, the build-up is just where are they? it takes too long oh no yeah. but seriously um we thought that this was a, a really bad film not just because of of that not um, just because of how long it took the billboards to get on stage <laughs> um but because it actually uh it was a amazingly bad um i think it was easily well uh maybe second only to mother of like you know worst film that we've seen in recent memory definitely yeah um but okay so you know but not for the reasons that a lot of people will tell you yeah. it's bad because a lot of people don't like this film yeah for, for but we'll reasons. get to we'll get to that <laughs> but yeah so so what so what is it what is it about the film that um ultimately fails um so so much and I, I think it has to do with the fact that um this is a film that is sort of dealing with sort of deeper uglier aspects of a human society and you know specifically society in the united states and small town like americana um but it does so in the most sort of unsubtle way that it almost uh seems to be parodying itself and making light of the the issues um, because all of the characters are reduced to their most like base characteristics. Yeah, there are very much um, stereotypes or archetypes. You know, would be like a nicer way of saying it. Um, but no one, no one in this film is really a real person. I mean, like the the bad guys who are mostly the cops are, you know every kind of, I don't know, liberal urban person's paranoia about what the police are, which yeah. is just like they're all like awful racist. They're, they're stupid they're and like reading comic people books. Up. And... They have no no interest in procedure yeah. and don't actually do any work. Um, but even like, you know, the characters that you're supposed to like, like for instance, um, you know, the main character played by Francis McDormand, Mildred, um, is also like really has no kind of, um, no inner life at all. Like she's just this kind of like... Um, it's uh, like a seething pot of rage. Yeah, exactly. Which a lot of people liked about this film. Uh, yeah, which again was also very strange to me because um, if anything, it's, I mean, yeah, I think there's a case to be made that even a straight reading of the film, um, it can be talking about how anger is, you know, <laughs> maybe not the most helpful uh, emotion or the most helpful way to like deal with, uh, you know, some your problems and your grief. However, uh, it really seems to give her a lot of slack in this film. 
Yeah, totally. Um, and I think in, in talking about like a lot of people like what a strong kind of like nasty woman she is. Uh, and I think that there is something about revenge films and this is very much in a tradition of like a long tradition, in fact, of revenge films, kind of going back to, to Westerns really, probably mm-hmm. even before that. Um, and I think the thing with revenge films is that they um, give the audience uh, a very kind of like almost libidinal pleasure because they – set it up that, that, you know, you just, like, you really hate... This grave the, injustice. This grave yeah. injustice. And so you get, like, all this pleasure from watching the main character, like, often do, like, quite horrible and really in any, like, moral universe, like, kind of unjustifiable things sometimes. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it kind of gives you this little thrill because you're actually, like, allowed to watch, you know, her, Somebody like... be bad. Yeah, but somebody for good be reasons. really bad because it's for good reasons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But... um the uh i've forgotten actually where i was going with that <laughs> with that thought yeah but uh but in this case i think that she's ultimately they never make the case that she has good reasons really because uh yeah exactly the, actually the, like if you analyze yeah. some of the stuff she says you're like oh my god this person like is actually like completely insane like this this you know her vision of a just world is really like not okay yeah. in any way you can't like say that she's actually a sympathetic character, and we're supposed to agree with her. Yeah, she's she's basically there's been really she she basically accuses the police of not working hard enough on the case, and it seems like they actually gave it a shot. And you know the police chief kind of cares, and he's just like, well, you know, what do you want me to do? And she's like, I want you to take blood from every man, woman, and child on the continental United States and uh, run it all against the DNA evidence you found and kill anybody who comes up positive. It's like holy shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So she. Her motivations, I guess, like they're, they're, they don't make the case that there is a an injustice in terms of the procedure that which, like you know, I mean, something obviously like horrible happened to her daughter is the crime, but there it seemed like you know it's just ah, it's very misplaced, um, anger. Yeah, I mean the the thing like is yeah, so this film really seemed like a parody of itself, and um. I am kind of talking about like how really I I was a bit stuck on whether to think that this was a bad, stupid film or whether this was a bad film that was actually like kind of genius because the interesting thing is that a lot of um, the way this film has been received is similar to the way that like the billboards in the film are received. Like I think you can read a really nice kind of meta message into this film um, whereby, you know, so she like uh, sets up these billboards and they're really like unsubtle, in your face, like kind of offensive, uh, but for a good reason, which is that she wants justice for her daughter. Uh, but everyone in the town, you know, they don't focus on the underlying injustice. They just focus on the billboards. And, you know, everybody's like telling her to take them down in, you know, these like very badly scripted scenes of yeah. like, you know, Mildred, when you're going to take down them billboards, <laughs> you know. Um, I'll take them down over my dead body. Yeah, it's, oh, it's so ridiculous. <laughs> like, it all like felt like it was an SNL skit about yeah. this film. Um, but, you know, but everyone in the film, like, I guess kind of like the, the funny thing in it is that everyone is distracted by the billboards from the underlying issues and in a way it's kind of like the way that this film has been received where everyone is distracted by it's kind of like faux politics and it's like really kind of shallow attempts to deal with issues like race and violence against women mm-hmm. and nobody's talking about the kind of the the underlying issues of this film which is that it's completely empty and uh, it's not built on anything of substance yeah yeah i agree it is it is amazing and there's a uh, a pretty amazing amount of evidence to even support that thesis which ultimately i i don't 
we talked about it, and it ultimately doesn't hold up because the, there seems to be no evidence that the anybody involved in you know, yeah, the production really of the film... Yeah, really thought that there could be, like, a different reading of it yeah. apart from the, the sincere straight reading. But there is also, like, that great scene where when Woody Harrelson's character... Um, he commits suicide by by shooting himself in the head. He puts a bag over his head beforehand that says, do not open the bag. Just call the boys. Call the boys. And in a way, like, I feel that that is another bizarre kind of metaphor for this film where it's like, do not open the bag, you know, because when you do, you see that there's something like really ugly at the heart of this film. And it's not, you know, what a lot of people are saying, which is like that, oh, you know, it exonerates the racist character and that's wrong you know no what like the ugly thing at the heart of this film is that it has no interest in engaging with these issues it's just like it's just playing with everyone it yeah. seems and, and it's very flippant with um tragedy very uh, flippant with tragedy and and kind of like riding on the back of genuine emotions that people have you know right. and genuine anger that people have but without dealing with it at all yeah absolutely and uh Again, it goes again back to the way the fact the evidence to support this basically is that every character is, as we said, such a caricature of themselves. I mean, uh, you've got the as we like the wife beating uh, husband character yep. who like runs off with a, like, a younger gal. You've got the old grizzled cop character who has cancer um who you know maybe you're supposed to like be mad at him but then oh you find out that he has cancer and you're supposed to feel sympathetic uh you've got again the, the raging uh the raging mom character um and there's so many situations in the film where it just felt like this cannot possibly be real such as the flashback sequence when the mother is thinking back the only time you ever see the daughter in the yeah. film the only the only time you get a little glimpse of their relationship is um they had this fight and like, you know, literally the, the daughter is walking out of the house and being like, well, you know what? Um, you know, like, I hope I get like raped on the way home. And then this and this is and, a, yeah, you know, let me borrow the car. And she's like, I hope you do, too. And then it's like Matt smash cut to her, like looking at the empty room being like, oh, God, I wish I hadn't said to my <laughs> daughter that she should get raped. Yeah, it's like you literally do think so many times like this cannot be real. Also, like when when the racist cop character is at home with his mother and um, he says, you know, they're kind of like debating the fact that he's been fired. And he yeah. says, like, uh, you know, it's kind of like this, this sort of a racial background yeah, to this to, racial yeah. injustice to like what they're talking about. But he's like, you know, I can't do that because the South is nobody used the to be. The South has changed. Like, yeah. The South, you're in Missouri. Exactly. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And it's just you think like this can't be for real. But but it is, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's completely amazing. And so, I don't know, maybe it will go down as being one of the most uh, accidentally profound uh, films in, uh, in well, existence. Well, you know, it's the crash of our decade, I suppose. Mm. Um, you know, remember that film? I never saw that. Um, Oscar winner. Controversial Best Oscar picture. winner. Very controversial. Um, you know, as is this, but I, yeah, you know, I kind of wish that, that people would focus, yeah, less on... Um, it's politics because it really it has no politics. You know, engaging yeah. with its politics is a uh, it's fruitless. Absolutely, yeah. Do you think? Um, do you think there's anything that could have made it better? Yeah, uh, being completely different. Uh, no, I think <laughs> I, so. This type of film, like we mentioned, that it's re revenge film and revenge films. I think the best director who's done them recently it would be Tarantino. I mean, so many of his films are based on revenge. Uh, weirdly enough, the other revenge film <laughs> filmmaker I thought it was Mel Gibson. 
who I think could have actually done something interesting with this film. Yeah, that's true. If this film had been written and directed by Mel Gibson, yeah. it would have probably been better. <laughs> it would have been a revenge film against the cop who uh, arrested him for his anti-Semitic screed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, so but well, it would have been yeah, it would have been interesting at least yes. from a kind of a sociological point of view. But um, but Tarantino has a he is able to to do more with these stories and like he does it the other way though where he plays it like a spaghetti revenge film where um underneath of it it actually is kind of um you know addressing you know more social issues where this one is actually seems to be more about the uh, the identity, the, the identities that play, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It paints itself as a as a deep film, but it is very much just a kind of a shallow yeah. revenge film. Yep. Well, yeah, not much else to say about that. Uh, yeah, we, actually, we're gonna need some time to recover yeah, from that. Gonna need a palate cleanser again. It's having so much to us, I think. But um, we're just basically gonna be holding our breath that it wins. The Academy Awards, because then um, thereby think- proving our view that the Academy Awards <laughs> should not be taken seriously by anyone, yeah. and that it's all a complete circus. Yep. So we we'll look forward to that. And uh, in the meantime, we'll see you next time. Bye.